Hello, this is Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. The Iron City Rocks podcast is devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene, and I am your host, John. Episode 132, what can I say? We're going to be talking to one of the living legends of heavy metal, Tony Iommi. Tony has a great new book out, so we're going to chat with him in just a minute. But before we get into that, I want to play a song from a band called Firewolf. You can find more information about them out at www.firewolf with the letter e on the end .com. Uh, Firewolf actually is a project featuring vocalist David Feebolt, who is uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, he played in a band called Valhalla, as well as some other bands, Mazzy, Forgotten Realm, Angel of Babylons, and currently he's with Firewolf. So. He sent me this track a couple weeks ago called Unholy, and I just absolutely love it, so I wanted to share it with you guys. Again, firewolf.com. This is Unholy. Yeah. 
That's Firewolf with Unholy. Uh, I thought you might like that track, so I wanted to get it on there. Again, firewolf.com, and that's wolf spelled with an E on the end. I can check that out. Uh, I think anybody who's a fan of bands like Maiden, Iced Earth, uh, Priest even, uh, will really like that. It's kind of a traditional uh, classic metal sound. So, speaking of traditional classic metal sounds, who is more traditional and classic than Tony Iommi? Uh, if for some reason you're not from this planet and don't know who Tony Iommi is, founding member and guitarist of Black Sabbath, uh, he has been in the band since day one and continues to be in the band as, even as of today. Uh, if you check out BlackSabbath.com, they have some sort of special announcement coming up on 11-11-11, which uh, I think might be one of the worst kept secrets. It's going to be a reunion tour with Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, technically, it's a reunion. I don't know what technically makes a reunion, but when they toured with Dio, uh, they were called Heaven and Hell uh, because of the album Heaven and Hell that featured Ronnie James Dio on vocals. So, 
look for uh, some tour dates from Black Sabbath featuring Ozzy very soon, which will be uh, be an awesome experience. I know uh, many of you grew up listening to Black Sabbath, even youngsters uh, listening to Black Sabbath. They don't come much better, much darker uh, than that. So Tony uh, has just released a new book on DeCapo Press. Uh, it came out November 1st. I actually sat down and spoke with Tony on November 1st, so it was a really, really cool experience. The book is called Iron Man, My Journey Through Heaven and Hell with Black Sabbath. Um, It's uh, 400 and some odd pages. Uh, It's got the usual photo section in the middle, but it's got, I think, one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen in one of these books. It's got a picture of Tony as a youngster with an accordion, uh, and one can only wonder what he might have been able to compose with that, so... What we're going to do now, we're going to get uh, to Tony's interview, and uh, be sure you check out the book, again, Iron Man from Tony Iommi. You can get it at Amazon. It's available for Kindle if you're one of those people that don't like actual books. Um, But it's a a real cool book. I I got it actually the day before the interview, so I had to read very, very quickly. I did not finish the book before the interview uh, as hard as I tried, Uh, but I have read further since, and... uh, Definitely one you want to plunk down your 20 bucks for and get that. So, uh, again, Iron Man from Tony Iommi from DeCapo Press. Let's talk to the man himself. I'd like to welcome to the show from the band Black Sabbath and Heaven and Hell, Tony Iommi. Tony, uh, you've got a new book out, uh, Iron Man, uh, that came out uh, today as we speak, November 1st. Um, and it, I have to say, so far, I, I'm on Chapter 8 right now, and it's been a great read thus far. Um, how, can you kind of describe for us the experience of sitting down and kind of writing this book and, and you know, what your role was in TJ's uh, role in the book process? Yeah, absolutely. We we started about two years ago, or maybe even just over, and um, TJ had come to my house and stay over for three days. We usually do three days at a time. And just put a couple of tape machines up and just talk, really, just talk and talk and talk. Uh, and we'd come out about ten hours later every day and cross-eyed, you know, and then... <laughs> So we'd done that for three days, and then we'd have a break. He'd go back and write it all up. And then he'd come back on another time. We'd work out another day, another time to come back. Sure. And then we'd do another three days. And it just went on like that over over a period of a couple of years. Now, um, and, how is this, I mean, the process, I mean, you've been a, a career musician. Um, to kind of look back at your life in this respect. Is this kind of surreal to look at yourself in 400 and some odd pages now? It's uh, very strange. And the thing is, uh, for me, I've never really talked about my private life. Sure. It's always been, you know, Black Sabbath, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and that was it, really. <clears throat> but it's it's quite strange to open up and talk about me as a, as a young lad and uh, into my relationships and marriages and whatnot. Sure. And that, I found that very, very hard. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know you, you've been um, surrounded throughout your career with, with front men who typically do a lot of the talking, obviously. Um, so you know, I found it as a fan of Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, and, and all the work. Very interesting to go back and learn more about you as a person, you know, um, you, you know the family you came from, you're growing up. Um, you had mentioned in the book you left school at 15. Um, in, in Birmingham at the time, was 15 kind of where school ended Typically for, for kids that age, they it weren't was, going to college? If you, it really was where it ended if you were like I was. Sure. Not very good at school. I hated yeah. school. Um, so after 15, you sort of went on to college if you were good enough, and I just wasn't good enough, and I just wasn't interested. I uh, It just didn't appeal to me, so I left school then. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you know, then everybody does get a job. Yeah. Now, one of the stories in the book, I, I think anybody who's who's followed your career at all was aware of the industrial accident that, that took part of your fingers. But I think the thing that kind of stood out to me was even in the, the prologue, and then you, you detailed it out much further in one of the chapters, was kind of where you were with the birds and the bees really getting ready to take this big jump and the heartbreak that that must have caused. What was that like emotionally to go through that? Oh, Absolutely awful. Uh, here I was, uh, ready, ready to leave my job on that. Uh, I gave my notice in a week before and um, all ready to leave my job. And then, of course, I had that accident on the day I was leaving. It was just devastating. I was, it just, my career, just all my thoughts of I'm going to, you know, be out traveling and playing and enjoying what I'm doing went straight down the tubes. And it was very difficult to, to accept that. And, uh, I, I, was, I was very depressed. I have to ask. Um, I don't want to give away the story in the in the book, but um, your mother was actually the reason you went back to work that day. Um, you know, with I think you trying to instill a very good work ethic in a young man. But I, did you find yourself resenting your mom for sending you back that day? Um, I probably was not very pleased with it, and she probably felt really bad as well yeah. because she made me go back to work, you know, and uh, and finish off the day. Uh, but at the time, I was so depressed and down, and I, I, it was hard to accept life at the time because yeah. you know playing and being a musician was all I wanted to do. Yeah. Now, you mentioned one of the bands. You know, you, it's always interesting to learn kind of where people's idols get their um, inspiration from. And you, you talk very glowingly about a band called The Shadows and Cliff Richards. Um, and the melody there. How did how did you think that shaped the the musician you became? That influence. Well, I think everybody starts off with some somebody, mm -hmm. and they at the time for me were because they were playing instrumentals was 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 great. It's something you can actually learn. And there weren't there was very few instrumental bands around. I mean, you had the Benches in the states, and we had the Shadows and. Um, there were tunes that you could learn and, and, and play with the band, so uh, it sort of helped me. But it, of course, it's nothing to do with how I ended up sounding. But it started me off, you know. It gave me, it gave me some way of learning to play and, uh, and to, to something to learn. Yeah, and one of the uh, the things you, you said in the book I thought was really uh, very interesting. You mentioned, um, I believe it was your supervisor or one of your coworkers from the factory where you had the accident brought you uh, Django Reinhardt. Uh, record and how you know what a big impact it was. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, <clears throat> when I was uh, 
I was really depressed at home, and the manager of the, of the factory bought, bought me um, uh, an EP at the time. I said, oh, have a listen to this, and, uh, you know, he came to check on me, see how I was, and I, I said, no, no, I don't want to listen to it. And he said, no, just put it on, and so I did. And I said, yeah, it's great. And then he told me the story of Django Reinhardt, and it really inspired me and got me, you know, it, 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 I felt, oh, great, you know, this is, he inspired me to, to, to really knuckle down and, and, and do something about it. Sure. And sort my problem out. Yeah, that was it was quite a blessing looking back, and you know, it was extremely kind of the man. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, the Aussie uh, years came and went, and then you worked with uh, the late uh, great Ronnie James Dio, uh, and you guys were were making some really great um, music even up until the end with Ronnie's uh, before he passed away. Um, I know there's been a lot of uh, things going back and forth in the media about the possibility of a reunion. The question I had regarding the future of the band, with or without Ozzy, do you see a future for Black Sabbath? Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I don't really uh, know which way it's going to go at the moment. Everything's sort of uh, in, in the air. But, sure. you know, I'm, I'm quite happy. I've got plenty of... Uh, this, this, a lot of, I'm, I'm probably doing more work now than I've done for a yeah. long time. There's more things happening in my life now. Absolutely. And I'm in a good stage and I'm very happy. And if Black Sabbath do get back together, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one just question quickly related to um, your collaboration with Ian Gillen uh, more recently. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about how that, the, the story behind that uh, phenomenal project? Yeah, well, I mean, all this started 20 odd years ago mm-hmm. when we did a, a project for Armenia for the earthquake disaster and there was quite a lot of us did a uh, song we covered Smoke on the Water and there was mm-hmm. uh, Richie Blackmore and uh, Ian and Paul Rogers and Bruce Dickinson Brian May I mean there's a whole bunch of us Dave Gilmore mm-hmm. and we read we read on Smoke on the Water and then it turns out that sort of 20 years later that they they want to Award Ian, myself, and Brian May uh, the Order of uh, Honor, which is like the biggest award you can get. It's a presidential award, mm-hmm. and they asked us if we go to Armenia to receive it from the president. So w- we did, and Ian, Ian and myself went over. We and Pat Cash as well. He came, the tennis player, and um, they presented us with this which was was great and, and they took us around and showed us what the money bought you know mm-hmm. for the for the disaster and Ian and myself talked about doing something else so they took us to a school which was a, a music school which was absolutely awful I mean it was so damp and just like a shed and the young kids there their instruments were really tatty and they got them into play and but they were really happy and trying to play and they were playing good so we decided to try and do something about it and, and, and raise some money and, and do it. The only way we could do it was to put write, write a song and, and and put the money to the to building a new school for them, which we did. And uh, that's on the way now. That's we've had all the plans and that's re, being being built now. Yeah. But the idea of that was, it's, as I say, to do. Um, it was, and it was great for us to work together again. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. How was it working with Ian after all oh, these years? 
Fantastic, absolutely. Ian came, came to stay at my house <clears throat> for a few days, and I played him some riffs, and we just built the songs up, and then we had Nico play drums on it, and John Lord, and it was, uh, it, was a, it was a great, I really, really enjoyed it, it was great, because I've never actually played with John Lord before. Wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful to get a chance to, you know, that opportunity to play with John, such a phenomenal organist oh, and keyboard player. Fantastic player, yeah, fantastic, yeah. And, and, and I really enjoyed it, and Nick, I was great, and it was all just really enthusiastic, everybody was so enthusiastic, it yeah. was really good. Yeah, that's, that's great. So, and we've talked about, you know, maybe doing something else at some point. I mean, Ian at the moment is busy with purple. Sure. Yeah. But down the line, I think we'll end up doing something. More. Yeah. Deep Purple seems to be the band that doesn't stop at all. You know, Go I don't down. Can't stop. He's constantly touring. Yeah. I mean, other than his hair's a little shorter and maybe a little thinner than it was, Ian is not missed a beat in 35 years easily. So it's phenomenal yeah. to see that. So, again, your book is Iron Man. Um, my Journey Through Heaven and Hell with Black Sabbath. Uh, it's released today, November 1st. Uh, you can get it everywhere, uh, I'm sure, by now. And uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show with us today, Tony. Thank you very much. I always wanted to learn to play guitar, but never had the time. Then I heard about Progressions Music Studio. Progressions introduced me to an entirely new and convenient method of music instruction. They brought the music to me. The instructors from Progressions Music Studio came to my home with their knowledge and expertise, which saved me time and money. They worked around my schedule and tailored a program around my needs and skill level. Best of all, I learned to play music like a guitar king of the 1960s. We didn't spend all of our time with drills or tunes from the 1860s. Progressions Music Studio offers a lot more than guitar. In fact, they have instructors for almost all instruments. Now I can rock it out on my electric like never before. Just imagine what they can do for you or the budding musician in your family. Don't make excuses. Make music. Check them out on the web at progressionsmusicstudio.com. That's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S, musicstudio.com. Or call 724-777-4678.
All right, the song you just heard was a band called Grey Walker. You can find information about them at facebook.com forward slash Grey Walker Music. Uh, some guys out of the Pittsburgh area wanted to give you guys a taste of. That's quite a tasty song there. It's called Deceiver. Uh, you can get that uh, through their website as well. So we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. You can find more information on us at ironcityrocks.com, facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks, twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And also, I want to invite you to check back with us on Friday, 11-11-11, for a special announcement. We're going to finally unveil the ring. What is the ring? Stay with us until Friday, and we'll let you know. Until then, it's been a pleasure, and we want to thank Tony Iommi, certainly, for coming on the show. You take care.